This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's continue talking baseball and bring in our friend Scott Braun from Val Territory TV. Scott, good morning to you. So let's just piggyback off of that. Who would be your MVP? I think most of us would go with Acuna Jr., but Mookie certainly is making a case. Good morning. Acuna Jr. is my pick. It's super close especially Mm -hmm. if Mookie Betts keeps this up over the next month. And let's say the Dodgers go on another run like they just did in August and even potentially catch up to the Atlanta Braves over the next month or so for home field advantage, then Mookie could win it. As far as defense, Mookie is better. As far as base running, obviously, Acuna Jr. has a massive advantage. Mm -hmm. But I think some of the voters are going to ding him a little bit because stolen bases are up so significantly. I don't think that should be the case, but that will be something to look at. Also, for me, what stands out is Acuna Jr. punishing teams early on in games. I mean, more so than any other player. Then that includes Mookie Betts. And for the Braves to get out to early leads, I think just really gave them that early cushion um, in the season and just took them to another level, made them the best team in baseball for a long time, gave them like a very comfy advantage in the division. So as of this very moment, I have Acuna Jr. But I actually do think that as far as the writers, and we're predicting what the writers are going to do, what they would be thinking about right now would actually lean towards Mookie because he does at least have more wins above replacement, which it's a, it's a good stat. It's not a perfect stat. And it's also, in my mind, sometimes a lazy stat that some writers go to and just say, cool, his war is higher. I'm voting Mookie. Yeah, that kind of sucks because I think you are spot on with the tone that Ronald Acuna Jr. sets as the leadoff man. Because the Braves have been wagons in the first five innings because they jump off to these early uh, leads. And a lot of it is Ronald Acuna Jr. hitting leadoff home runs, stealing all these bases and putting his team in a great position to win all of these games and stress-free. So now we have this Dodgers and Braves series, which I know a lot of people are focusing on football right now. But this is the series that all of us in baseball have been waiting to see. Granted, it's not the same starting pitcher matchup that we would probably see in the NLCS. Just how important do you think this regular season series is between the Braves and the Dodgers? It was the playoffs yesterday. I mean, that was a freaking playoff Mm -hmm. game. I'll have to think. I didn't do all of my reminiscing yet on 2023, but that's probably the game of the year. If not, it's Mm -hmm. up there in terms of the intensity 
Dodger Stadium was packed as hell, and those two teams were playing as if it was a playoff game. Hey, I, maybe the only difference is the manager leaves a little bit of a longer hook, say, for someone like Lance Lynn, who finally had a clunker, a bad start with the Dodgers. But I think it's important to both teams to get the competitive juices flowing at this time because they both have ridiculous, massive, double-digit leads in their division. So for both managers, I think they realize this is a chance for them to say, hey, this is a good test for where we're really at. This is better competition for us and also gives us a good little early preview of a team that we very well could face come playoff time. So I think it's a huge deal to both sides to win these ballgames. And I think that it's going to be the series of the year because these teams are such heavyweights on this side um, for the entire season. Both teams getting pretty healthy at the right time. And then like yesterday, for example, I think you just have two offenses showing off how damn good they are. I mean, on the other side, like for the Braves, Spencer Strider is an ace. He's really their guy in terms of swing and miss. And the Dodgers were able to get to him a little bit. So it was really cool for the Dodgers. They're trying to prove that the Braves aren't just in a class of their own. And as we all know, they're the favorites. They've got a pretty good margin right now to win the World Series at this time of year. I think the Dodgers are trying to prove that this is a team that could be upset. Scott, how crazy is the AL West right now? And who is going to win this thing? It's gone back and forth, back and forth. Mariners making a serious run. Yeah. And now if someone's got the Angels on their calendar, then they're in luck because they yeah. just gave away half their damn team, <laughs> <laughs> which we covered a lot yesterday. We called it the the dump deadline where you just get rid of players. You don't get anything <laughs> back for them. And you just – your poor owners that – your poor billionaire owners get to save a few million bucks at the end of the season. It's a weird, weird situation. Um, I just had to get that in there obviously because you know how I am. But Mariners, <laughs> Rangers, Astros um, – for me right now, I put the Astros and the Mariners one step ahead of, of Texas. I think Texas is just not playing their best ball, and I could see them picking it up a little bit. And actually, for my locks this week, I picked on the first two games for them against the Mets, and some of the Rangers fans were like, you sure? I'm like, the Mets are worse than the Rangers. They're bullpen yeah. worse than the Rangers. But Texas is not hitting the same right now. That's the big problem for them, and – they worked on patching up their bullpen, but it's still not good. Compared to Houston, there's better arms there, and I know their starting pitching has had its ups and downs, but to me, I think Houston and Seattle um, are here, and I put one tier down uh, where the Texas Rangers are really going to have to play decent baseball down the stretch to hold off the Toronto Blue Jays, in my mind. I'm a big schedule person, too. Some people are like, oh, looking at the schedule is overrated. I'm like, really? you rather play – the Royals and the A's or the Braves and the Dodgers? No, looking at the schedule is real over the last five-ish months of the season. So for me right now, I think Seattle's so damn hot. Their offense has finally found it. I always thought that their pitching, and, I, and you can ask my, my foul territory crew, always thought their pitching was playoff worthy and that this was a dangerous team that could win a World Series. So I'll put Seattle winning the division. Houston grabbing a wild card and being a very dangerous wild card because they win every freaking year. And Texas... I don't know. The third for me in the division and really close with Toronto if they're going to make it. So winning games in the regular season is a little different than winning games in the postseason. Like you said, the Mariners have been on fire. They have the best team ERA in baseball. Pitching staff is great, but they also were sellers at the trade deadline, which is kind of crazy. The fact that they're on this run. Do you think they have a good shot to make waves in the postseason? 
Yes, they're pitching so so good. And one to five in terms of their starters, which you don't even need, right? Come playoff time, mm-hmm. you probably put one or two of those guys into the bullpen to make the bullpen even stronger. To me, Chelsea, that was part of the thought process when they dealt away Paul Seawald. I called it out. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I don't think them having success has anything to do with making a deal like that. They also were really close to trading away Teoscar Hernandez, who's picked it up a bit lately and who's one of their power bats who I would want to hold on to unless you're getting a significant replacement there. But they will say, even though you and me will say differently, the Mariners will say, we did not sell at the deadline. We picked up major league quality players in that Paul Seawall deal uh, with Rojas and and um, who is it, Calzone, uh, Canzone, sorry, um, in that deal. But I disagree. Um, I think that if you were trading for a couple players that you wanted to add position player depth to your lineup, you would be trading from your minor league system and not trading away one of your top three relievers. So I didn't like the move. I think it could still bite them eventually, but they're going to say, look, we're playing better ball right now. We needed a little more contact in our lineup, and we felt like our bullpen was good enough, coupled with the fact that we can put a starter or two in there. So I didn't like it, but I think the the problem with them was they were underperforming. Their offense was terrible for a while, and there still is a ton of swing and miss in that offense, which is what would scare me. But they might have the best pitching in baseball, and that wasn't shining as much until down the stretch. That's the one thing better should keep in mind always, every year, especially for futures. If you're looking at a team, do a deep dive on what their starting pitching and relief pitching, obviously, to an extent, looks like. But the starting pitching, if it's good and it's carrying you into games, it'll make the bullpen better because you're not taxing them. The Mariners had that formula, and that's actually why a team in their division always falls apart in August and September. It's the, it's the Angels. They don't have the starting pitching depth. Their owner didn't care as much about um, investing in starting pitching for a long time, and that burned them for years. So you'd see them sometimes be okay for a few months and then fall apart. The Mariners are the opposite. We're talking with Scott Braun for Foul Territory TV. Are we sleeping on the Rays a little bit too much? They've had injuries, some off-the-field issues with Wander Franco, but they are playing good baseball, or are you just not buying them? No, I, I think we could be sleeping on the race because they had such a ridiculous start to their season, too. Hey, I'm a schedule guy. They played really bad teams right away. So I was I was on this boat in the beginning of the year saying, like, they're good, but this is not a historically good team. I think they just set the expectations so high right at the beginning of the year. And then, yeah, they dealt with those injuries. It, in addition to Wander being out, and I don't see him coming back for the rest of this season, I know that hasn't been officially announced, but I highly doubt it based on how past cases have been handled. It's the pitching injuries. I mean, big-time starters in their rotation out for the year. But that happened a while back. Like, Drew Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs were out. I feel like that was, like, May when they went down with Tommy John surgery issues. So, and obviously there's been a couple more since then. No, I still think they're a force. They're a very dangerous team. I really like the Iron Savali trade that they made. To me, that was a big sell job by Cleveland, who just then added yesterday, which was weird. But for me, no, I think the Rays could upset anyone. I mean, can they win a World Series? Yes. Are they the most likely? No. I'd put them probably, if I'm doing quick math, like maybe fifth or so. 
most likely. But I will say for Tampa Bay against a team like Baltimore, I think Tampa Bay is just as good still as Baltimore. I know that Baltimore has surpassed them in the standings, but I think their offense can light up at certain times. The team that's actually have now has a core that's played together for a bit. So I still think they can make some noise in the playoffs. I'm not picking them to win the World Series, but it wouldn't shock me. Do you have a lock for today, a play that you like? We've gone over some baseball plays. I know you like to throw down some money here. we got about a minute and a half left, so this is your time to make us some cash. Yes, I I haven't done as much digging as I usually do because I fly often on Thursday. That's why I'm always kind of a – like I'm basically naturally hungover often on Friday. So I get delayed (laughs) like 80% of the time. So, you know, I've slept like four hours. So I haven't done as much homework as as I usually want to. But I am looking at the Cubs against the Reds if we're looking at the afternoon stuff. And for us, when we do our show, this game will be going on. So I'll keep keep an eye on it. So I can't pick this one as – my official lock for the day because we have to pick from night games always for our show, especially because a lot of people absorb it after the show is actually on. But the Reds are still struggling. I think there's they picked up a couple players. I don't think they'll be with them yet in Harrison Bader and Hunter Renfro for some run prevention. But um, the Cubs are playing really good ball, and uh, they're putting Jordan Weeks, uh, Wicks out there. Wicks is really good, and he's not a, a young rookie. He's not like a 20-year-old. I think he's like 24. He's been marinating a bit in the minor leagues, a great first round pick, tons of stuff. And you could tell when he did face adversity in his first start, immediately was able to overcome it. You'd like to see that early on from a rookie. So I think he'll put together another one. And I think the Cubs offense will back him. And it's a pretty even, um, I think the Cubs were minus 110 when I last checked them this morning. I'm on my phone right now, so I can't see the same. um, Minus 115. Yeah. The Cubs are against the Reds. Minus 115. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit that for the afternoon play and keep an eye on it and be, you know, ADD distracted while I'm hosting my show later. <laughs> we'll take that. He is Scott Brown from Foul Territory TV. Scott, get some food in your system and thanks for being with us. Thank you. And maybe a quick nap. Maybe See you soon. Quick for more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.